This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series that's about to start for your Boston Red Sox. I am your host, Keaton DeRocher, joined as always by Shelly Verstraight. Uh, Shelly, we were uh, a little bit more optimistic on this uh, series to start. Uh, kind of a bummer. Uh, yeah, it was a massive bummer. Um, just, you know, going into the weekend, you know, going up into Texas, I thought that, you know, we were just going to roll. Uh, but we were the ones who got rolled over. <laughs> yeah. Tough series. All right, before we dive into that, though, uh, the presenting sponsor... This podcast is Fifth Element. Fifth Element is ultra-high milligram CBD focused on relief and recovery after a workout. They are specially designed for people with an active lifestyle, from weekend warriors to professional athletes to bucket list gym enthusiasts. Fifth Element, also known as 5E, is full-spectrum high milligram hemp to give you help whenever, wherever you need it, whether it's after the gym or after work. Get yours today to feel better tomorrow by visiting 5ehemp.com and use the code MONSTER to get 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. 50%. Half off. That's 5ehemp.com and use the code MONSTER. Go to 5ehemp.com and get 50% off. That's the number 5, the letter E, hemp.com. All right, so the Sox dropped three out of four of the Rangers here. Uh, starting in game one, we had Martin Perez, Kyle Gibson. Uh, Gibson's really kind of like the only good thing Texas has going right now, and he pitched pretty well. Perez also pitched pretty well, though. Uh, seven strikeouts in five and two-thirds of an inning. The offense just had trouble getting rolling. Saramura struggled a bit there, gave up two home runs in his inning and a third. How do we feel about Perez's start here? Uh, I was actually surprised um, uh, with Perez's start. I mean, I guess technically it could be like a revenge game because he, I mean, he was with the Rangers for so long. But (laughs) him, you know, him going, you know, throwing, you know, you know, having seven strikeouts, that was very unexpected because I usually just try to keep him at like a nine per nine rate. So him going a little bit over that is really, really impressive. And he didn't have any walks, only gave up one on run. I was really, really um, impressed with um, his outing. I'm just very surprised that this lineup could not get to Kyle Gibson. I mean, come on. You can't get to Kyle Gibson. What is going on? Yeah, three total hits for the Red Sox, only the one run. That was tough. Um, Perez gave up two runs only one of them was earned then Saramura as we mentioned gave up two in an inning and a third then Darwin Hernandez pitched a clean eighth inning striking out the side no hits no walks he uh we will get to him um later but he had a very good series after uh, what was a pretty rough start to the year so good to see him kind of bounce back there but just overall a tough one for the Red Sox here um I think this was the game that you and I thought if they were going to drop one, this was probably going to be it, just given the yeah. pitching matchup. But the Red Sox offense uh, continued its run of struggling a bit, only managing three hits. Got to do better than that. Um, I don't know. I think there's anything else for game one. I think that kind of covers it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, game two, the Red Sox got the win. This was Ivaldi versus Arihara. Valdi bounced back from his rough outing in the previous game. He went six innings, five strikeouts, only one in run. And J.D. Martinez had himself a day, three for four with two home runs. Bogarts and Devers also added a home run 
each, and Christian Vasquez continued his cold streak. Went 0 for 4, hitting 238. Uh, let's start with Ovaldi. What was your reaction to this start? Um, I thought it was a perfectly good start. I mean, I, I honestly, I would have liked to see and kind of expected a little bit more strikeouts other than his his five and six innings. Um, but he looked totally fine. Um, and uh, especially coming off like that bounce back um, from his his bad his bad um, last game, I I I I thought it was okay. I wouldn't say great, but I I, I think it was okay. Um. I think he's starting. I think that this this kind of this outing here, you know, kind of brings him back to where he was showing in the early part of the year. Agreed. Nice little bounce back start from him. Kind of what you were looking to get out of him there. Um, as we had talked about in uh, the last episode of this podcast, uh, Arihara was uh, prone to his blow ups, which is exactly what happened. He allowed all. Six runs in two and two-thirds innings with only one strikeout and two walks. Uh, got hit real hard, giving up dingers. Darwinza Hernandez again came in, gave up one hit, struck out the side for a clean eighth inning. Looking pretty, pretty good. Uh, we talked about those home runs. Uh, Red Sox got the win. Moving on to game three. Game three. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez and Jordan Lyles, this one was uh, pretty tough. Erod had really his first hiccup of the year, struggled to get through this one. He went five innings, struck out five, also gave up four earned runs. Uh, Matt Andres followed and didn't do much better. He gave up three earned runs in one inning of work. Uh, Dahlbeck went 0 for 5, and Franchi went 0 for 3, who were both hitting below 200. Uh, let's start... Uh, with Erod's performance there. And then we'll get into the hitters because we got kind of a lot to talk about around that. So, um, Eduardo Rodriguez, what were your thoughts on you know how he performed here? This was the, the first time that we've really kind of seen him struggle so far this year, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But again, um, you know, coupled with a little bit uh, struggling with the bats to get going there, uh, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is tough. Um this was like the first time when I actually like watched a game watching Erod. It was like, oh, this is the this is where we get the bad Erod. Like he just did not look comfortable. He didn't look great. He gave up eight hits. Um, gave up four and runs. You know, even you know, just going as far as he did, which was like five innings. I was surprised that he went that far. Like he just he honestly, it was just one of those games where when. When Erod doesn't have it, you definitely know, like, his body language and everything on the mound. He just didn't look right. Um, and obviously giving up all those earned runs, um, it obviously showed. Um, a lot of the Texas hitters were just, like, really teeing up on him, getting into very, very deep counts. Um, but, yeah, this is just kind of like one of those bad outings. I'm hoping that we don't see it the his next time out. Um, hopefully he just, you know, takes a deep breath and when he comes out, I think against the, I think against Baltimore, his next outing, um, I, I think that he'll ride the ship there. 
Yeah, it feels like it's it's just kind of a hiccup because he only had one walk, and normally when yeah. he struggles, it's he's given up a lot of walks, and then we find out a couple starts down the road that he's been hurt or something like that. He was pounding the strike zone, and the, the Rangers, as you, you pointed out, just made him work into really deep counts and throw a lot of pitches. Um, but he was, you know, five strikeouts isn't bad. One walk, also not bad. Just a, just a tough day at the office. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox did score six runs. Uh, Renfro hit a home run. We had a uh, multi-hit day for Arroyo, Martinez, Bogarts, Vasquez, and Renfro. However, uh, as we touched on, Dahlbach and Cordero really struggled. Uh, Vasquez was finally able to get off his schneid a little bit there with a couple hits, maybe start and turn that around. But bottom of the order, which was exciting at times through the first two weeks, seems like uh, it's struggling now. And I mean, we talked a lot about the boom or bust kind of style at the bottom of the order, and we so we we figured we were going to see these these stretches here where they're struggling, but it, it's kind of getting hard to watch here. Yeah, yeah, it it really is um, hard to watch. Um, like you said, like this this bottom of the order is definitely boom or bust. And when the top of the order is struggling just a little bit, um, it makes that that bust part of the bottom of the order even harder to watch. Yeah, so Dahlbeck and Cordero, like they both just don't look in very good places. Um, I, I, I've heard that Danny Santana's like really starting to up his, you know, rehab starts. And I mean, I'm all here for Jaron Duran. I don't, I don't care. Um, I don't care. You know, you know, the minor leagues is starting, I think starting on Tuesday. So as soon as we get Jaron Duran up here, I will be much happy because we probably won't have Frenchie Cordero in our lineup. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, Danny Santana starting in single A, so he's probably going to have to work his way up. But I wouldn't imagine that's, uh, you know, what like two weeks tops that he would not, yeah. you know, be able to work his way back to the major league side. And then uh, Jaron Duran obviously has not been playing competitive baseball since spring training, so I wouldn't mind seeing him get a few at bats at Triple A. But I don't think he should be that far off either. And I'm fine with seeing with what you got in Santana and just kind of. Letting Durant take Durant somewhere. That sounds good to me. Um, anything else from? Well, I guess so. Coming into today, so we'll move on to the game four of the series here. Um, Cordero was one for his last thirty and went zero for three, so he's now one for his last thirty-three. And hitting 158, that is tough. That's so. The bottom of the order today, we had Marvin Gonzalez who's hitting 189, Renfro who's hitting 191, Cordero who's hitting 158, and Dahlbach who's also hitting uh, under 200 uh, was not in the lineup today. They finished up with Pulecki who's hitting 214. Top of the order is all killing it, but it's the bottom of the order now that's kind of dragging them down and not able to get on base ahead of the top of the order. So that's kind of minimizing the number of runs that they're scoring. But on the positives about this, so the Red Sox ended up dropping game four, 5-3. But Garrett Richards had himself another really good outing. Uh, five innings, seven strikeouts. How are we feeling about Richards now? Do you feel, you know, now that he's put back-to-back 
really good outings together. Are you you feeling better about rolling him out there every fifth day? Um, this is going to be a surprising move for me. Um, but yes, I am feeling better hey. about Richards. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it, I mean, it's been two back to back starts where you're seeing the punch outs, but you're not seeing those walks and you're not seeing a lot of hits. So you're starting to see it all come together. I'm like, okay, now that I've seen it twice in a row, okay. Okay, I I'm feeling a lot better about Richards um, coming out of the thousand. Yes, it was the Rangers, but that's still fine. Like you still, he didn't have the walks, he didn't have the hits, so I'm definitely feeling better. Yeah, certainly pitched well enough for the win. Uh, only allowed four hits and only one walk. Just had another really really strong outing, and then that was followed up by another really strong outing from Darwin's and Hernandez, who went another inning with two strikeouts, only allowing one hit. So this series, he went three innings and had eight strikeouts and allowed two hits and no walks. I think this is the Darwinson that we hoped we were getting um, a couple of years ago when um, you know there was rumblings of him being like the closer of the future. I think this is the kind of guy we hoped we were going to get, but the walks were really going to be what, what always held him back. Um, at least in his last three appearances... He seems to have figured out whatever he needs to figure out to be dominant, and he is crushing it right now. How excited are you to see this version of Darwin's and Hernandez? Um, I absolutely love this version of Hernandez. Like, I was watching the game today, and he just looked and looked so confident on the mound. He's like, yeah, I'm just about to strike you out because I just, I'm totally feeling it. And that is what I like to see. Like, in the first couple of series, you could tell that he didn't really just his mound presence you did he you could tell that he didn't really feel it but he was totally like yeah i'm just about to dominate this inning right here and i absolutely love it darwin's and hernandez is on so watch out and also we saw garrett whitlock move into a high leverage situation for the first time today he went an inning in the seventh um trying to hold a two-run lead for the red sox ended up giving up a run and two hits only one strikeout uh, this was really the first, I mean, it's tough to call this like a hiccup for Whitlock, but <laughs> I, by the standards it was. Um, so I guess two questions. Are you concerned about his little stumbling block here? Uh, one, or maybe better order. One, what do you think of Whitlock in a high leverage situation? And two, uh, are you concerned that he had a bit of a hiccup? Um, I love putting Garrett Whitlock in a high leverage uh, situation. And honestly, there was just like one mistake pitch. That was that home run pitch. He left a change up. It was about 83, 85, something, you know, low to mid 80s, right down the middle. So it was just, it was an easy peasy home run. But what I loved about it, like the next pitch, he comes in high and tight with like a 95, 97 mile per hour pitch to the next batter. You could tell that he was pissed because he was just like, oh, I made one mistake and it goes out. But just how he came back, he still got he got that next strikeout, and it even that home run didn't phase him. So that's what I love to see about Garrett. Where like, yeah, every every once in a while, you know, you're gonna give up a run, but he came back and he was just like, "F you, I am just gonna strike you out because I'm so mad." I loved it. Yeah, I agree. I'm liking it too. On the flip side, though, Ottavino came in after and continued his struggles here uh this season allowed three runs uh two earned the two earned that crossed were actually 
uh, inherited runners that Barnes allowed to score on the one hit that he gave up. But uh, in a in a another another tight game, Ottavino uh, got charged with the, his third blown save of the season so far. Where is your confidence level with Ottavino in these high leverage situations now? Do you think this is something he just needs to work with, or do you think that you know maybe he needs to be pulled out of these situations? It, it, it you know it really makes me sad to say, but I really do think that we need to pull him um, out of these these really high leverage situations because I mean he he is not um, not right. Like there is. Like, Ottavino and Matt Burns, I, I kind of feel like the same type of guy. When they're on, they're on and watch out. But when they're off, oh my gosh, close your eyes. You know, yeah. it's going to be bad. And I just think that Ottavino is just really not in a good place. So I think that we need to, you know, pull him back from these higher leverage situations. Let him kind of get right and then put him back there. At least on the good side, they have Whitlock and Andres. And now, you know, Darwin's in too that they can fall exactly. back on yeah. to get to... You know, be that bridge to Barnes. So they've got a bunch of different options they can go until Ottavino works through it, which I think we have confidence that he can. It's just right yeah. now, he's yeah, he's coughing up leads, and that's that's not what we need. Yep, <laughs> this team. So ultimately, the Red Sox fall five to three, drop three out of the four to this uh, Texas team. The good news is they're still in first place in the AL East, even with this little stumbles. And they have a nice schedule coming up, uh, which we will dive into after a quick break. All right, before we get into Detroit, because I uh, apparently like 27 episodes of this podcast is not enough for me to finally figure out what we do. Uh, Who is your MVP of the series (laughs) against Texas? I don't know why I can never remember to do these things in the right section, but... Yeah, yeah maybe it's a little bit on me. I kind of usually do these prepos, and I also forget. So here we go. We both fail. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we are definitely not the MVP. Um, but I would. Can I just say, Dorinzen Hernandez is the MVP? That's exactly uh, what I was going to say too. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because I'm just like, yes, I am all here for good Dorinzen Hernandez. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's so tantalizing it's hard not to be encouraged and excited about it so it would be nice uh if this could continue and hopefully it will so yeah all righty on to the tigers who uh currently have the worst record in all of the major leagues at eight and 21 um so if the red sox are looking to have a nice little bounce back series here after uh struggling against texas who was last place in the west um this i would hope would be the team to do it against um and then of course they have baltimore who is last place uh in the american league east coming up after that so they have three straight series against bottom tier teams let's hope they can uh turn this around here but so (laughs) tigers our matchups are nick pavetta versus michael fulmer martin perez it's casey mize and nathan evaldi versus spencer turnbull um it'll be fun to get to see mize other than that is there anything that you are worried about or you know looking for with these matchups um not really um other than pavetta because i mean just his his you know just when you look at his stats it doesn't match with what 
you know, his ear where he says, like, I'm just like, oh, if Pavetta is going to be, go from Pavetta to Puvetta, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be against the Tigers, right? I just had, yep. like, this really sneaky suspicion that, oh, no, oh, no, it might be bad. Yeah, he's got some, some real tough peripherals. It kind of looks like is a ticking time bomb waiting to just yeah. kind of implode. And I would really hope this would be a real bad time for it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, I'm hoping he can kind of keep his luck rolling and get through this, but I, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. As far as the lineup, lineup we will be facing for the Tigers. Leading off, Robbie Grossman. They have Jaimir Candelario, number two. Miguel Cabrera in three hole. Jonathan Scope batting fourth. Harold Castro. Fifth, Wilson Ramos. Sixth, Willie Castro. Seventh, Nico Goodrum. Eighth, and Akil Badu. Ninth. Is there anything there? I mean, Akil Badu's been fun, right? Yeah, yeah. He has, you know, occasionally, like, some good games where he'll hit, you know, doubles and home runs and be really exciting. But then there are also times where he just, like, just doesn't really do anything. Which is totally fine because he was a Rule 5 pick and he hadn't played above high A. Uh, nothing against Akil Badu and that name is just the, the, the greatest name. But, I mean, like, outside of him, I'm not really scared of anyone. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm... We we better take two at least two out of three of this series. I gotta say, agreed. They have one hitter hitting over two thirty. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and that's Jaimer Candelario, who also uh, miraculously is batting two seventy eight and has thirty strikeouts already on the season. Um, yeah. So it feels like something's out of place there. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little uh, bit. Yeah. So that. Um, this, I mean, you're right. They have to take two out of three. Otherwise, this this has to be seen like a failure of a series here for the Red Sox. A hundred percent. Yeah, but hopefully we're going to see a sweep, which is what I would be anticipating. So the one thing that I'm afraid of, though, based off of the most recent series, right? They, the split of four-game series uh, against Seattle, um, who... It's probably better than the record was showing when they played. Kind of fallen off cliff a bit. A two-game sweep of the Mets, who are a really good team. And then drop three out of four of the Rangers. I'm worried that they're starting to just play to their competition rather than just yeah. play to their potential. And that's terrifying because that's usually how you end up as a mediocre team. <laughs> and they, yep. Which is... I guess if we're being honest, which is where I thought they would be at the end of the year uh, before the season started. But, you know, they started off really well with the middle of the lineup, killing it, getting really strong pitching performances. It felt like they could be one of the better teams in the league. And I guess the, the silver lining here is that they're still in first, but it seems like they're kind of hanging on. So if they don't take at least two out of three here, uh, I might start to to reach for the panic button. I don't know if I'd quite hit it yet, but I, I think I might start to reach for it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, we had, like, that good, that good, you know, what, week and a half where we basically couldn't lose it all, and it was just everyone clicking, right? And now we're not having that. 
Um, I mean, the pitching hasn't been absolutely horrible, but it hasn't been as great as it was. So it's like, yeah, if we don't take two out of three, yeah, I will also be reaching for that panic button. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the starting pitching in bullpen is still, they're both top five in the league. Yeah. So and it's hard to not feel good about that. But at the same time, they're not getting results. So it's like, what's what's going to give here? So, yeah, look for the Red Sox to have a much better series here against the Tigers. Um, who is your guess for series MVP? Um, I'm going to go... Uh... Um, Alex Verdugo. I think that he's going to just have just a field day with Fulmore and Rise to Turnbull and the bullpen for the Tigers. I think that he's just going to be legit awesome. Yeah, I'm going J.D. Martinez for pretty much the same reason. I just feel like he's going to eat up, eat that pitching up. Yeah, revenge game, right? Yeah, true. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Sure. Whatever, whatever you got to find to motivate yourself, do it. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. You can find both of us at overmonster.com. Great website where we've done uh, some roundtables and such. You can also find us on Twitter. You can find me at the Spoken Keats. And you can find Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back to review or recap the Tiger Series, preview the Orioles later in the week. Thanks for listening.